How do I do the face? So do I make it full screen? <laughs> that's too weird if you're full screen. <laughs> okay, that's better. You're okay. almost life size. So, it's, yeah, it's, should we do video? Is video better? Video is good. I like video. Okay, I'll Just because it's more to of an intimate connection. My nose. What do you have to do? No, I just said I have to be careful not to pick my nose because I'm sure I do that when it's not video. Oh. And we're podcasting. I'll probably pick my nose. That's all right. I don't mind okay. picking. So uh, when was the last time we did a Todd and Joey podcast? It's a good question. I'm not sure. It's been a while. It's a lot to talk about. I had an idea um, that we should do a year in review. I want to go back through everything that was posted on Facebook from New Year's last year and then find, like, the best items to talk about, like edits and things that were posted and do, like, a a year in rever- review. And then based on that, I, I can't wait to do Best of Blade yeah. 2014. <laughs> Spe- <laughs> speaking of which, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to address address the issues? address the the current issues on facebook that are happening well you just pointed well first off um i was supposed to podcast with brian kranz tonight but uh i have no idea what happened to him um hopefully he's okay (laughs) um so so joey's the substitute uh podcaster tonight (laughs) (laughs) you're the plan b thanks i was able I was able to fill in the slot. Yeah. It would have, Plan C would have been just a Todd solo podcast. I don't know. I was thinking about it, but I don't know. I have to have stuff to talk about. You could have talked about 18 plus probably for a full podcast. I don't know if I could talk about 18 plus for like a full like hour by myself. Maybe do like it this way. Five minutes. It's better with yeah, you. That, yeah, I'm that's sure, true. Uh, but- because I'm sure the 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 branches of the conversation will be really interesting. So okay. Yeah. Um, wh- anyway, we're digressing. You were asking about uh, Keaton Newsom's comments on yeah the how to be uncharacteristic, or maybe not uncharacteristic, but snapping. Well, uh, um, yeah. Let's let's. So you posted. Um, it's almost time for Best of Blade 2014 uh, with a link to uh, the Best of Blade article 2013. And then Keaton Newsom commented, you guys hate more on blading than promote it. Maybe then we can move the fuck forward. Not sure what the... No, that's, in, that's the third comment. The second comment was that we, <laughs> that we only have uh oh geez yeah please can you guys actually start interviewing people that are actually in the industry or we should start calling this og podcast only we try keaton we had um we had dave lang on he's uh we had john julio julio yep hey we had colin kelso john kelso sean kelso sean kelso uh, Jay Chris Baugh. Haffey. Chris Haffey. Jay Baugh. We're we're trying. How? Who, who, what? Uh, what industry professionals has Keaton had on his podcast? None. 
Yeah, what? I don't know what episode is yet. He He's at episode zero currently. Yeah, still at episode zero. But we're yeah. He also we're not doing anything um, for Blade. There, there was a BMAG article for the uh, ground control big frames, and um, and he's the team manager or marketing manager or something. And at the end of the article, it said, uh, uh, "We want to know more information about the new direction of ground control, but Keaton didn't find time to answer our questions or something like that. <laughs> he he didn't even find the time to answer questions." For a BMAG interview, so that's probably why his podcast hasn't got up off the ground yet. Hmm. Uh, hopefully he can find time to make suggestions. Um, yeah, he could be like a coordinator. Like, he could coordinate podcast guests with us. That would be great. And, and then we could get away We could get away from this whole um, OG, OG thing. Yeah. If he could help us coordinate, help hook us up with some in industry insiders, that would be awesome. I'd be down for that. Yeah, cuz Yeah, I think it yeah, if we were more of an industry-based podcast, <laughs> you know, I think maybe our listenership would increase or um just respect in general. Yeah. Cuz um respect is important. That's what it's all about is respect. Um, I'm a huge, I'm a big fan of Keaton's blading. I know that you're not so yeah. much, <laughs> but I've always no, I'm and not. I and I've said good things about him on the podcast. So I'm surprised that he's uh, coming at us with this hate. Maybe he didn't hear that. Yeah, and uh, not only that, but like I post links to things that i'm interested in i don't know it was weird that i know people get upset like people crack sometimes with like humorous things that we do that um maybe it appears as though we don't like skating but i don't know um almost 200 podcasts 20 videos over 20 years um yeah, I think I think we're pretty into skating, and we've we don't promote it. We don't run a company or anything, but um, I think we do okay for putting skating out into the world. Possibly, we hate. Well, what was it? I think Joey. It's. I think it's time to confess to to the rollerblading world um, what our motives have been all along. That's actually what this podcast is all about. Joey and I are actually employees of um, a few different skateboarding companies. I don't want to say which ones because uh, we've signed uh, NDA agreements. But uh, basically, we've been employed under the skateboarding industry to make rollerblading look as bad as we possibly can uh, through videos, uh, articles, and podcasts. So that might be why Keaton is having these feelings is because he he's on to us basically he knows so a few people know yeah and I've I've hinted at it before and I actually I take I take a small pay- paycheck from the ski industry um, and then scootering like I'm in talks with them too yeah because I've had I know, a couple uh, meetings but. I mean, there's a I lot mean, of money involved 
with keeping rollerblading like in the shitter. So, you know, you don't hate. We're just we're just getting paid. Like we've got bills. Um, we've found a loophole. We found a way to skate and get paid like quite a bit of money. Like it's pretty sweet. Um, in the spirit of the honesty. biggest one that I a lot of a the lot biggest of one that I oh go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. There. No, no, I, I was done. The 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 paychecks are just pretty nice. It was weird because through this whole like getting the paychecks from the skateboarding industry, I got really into um, like uh, using bigger wheels on skates. So the newest uh, conspiracy that I kind of hinted at, which may or may not be true, that there is a multi-million uh, dollar uh, speed skating conspiracy clause that I have signed um, and that it's more of like a 10 or 20 year plan that the goal is to convert uh, all rollerbladers into speed skaters uh, over time. We um, like we make uh, we make big wheels seem appealing, which is hilarious, and try to get more people on that, and it just makes rollerblading look even more gay than it did before, <laughs> which is just a brilliant strategy. But it's a and it's long term too. I mean, yeah, we were handpicked in like 1996. Yeah. X or 1997 basically doing this stuff like I don't want to I don't want to make this claim but I do have a suspicion that it is because of us that rollerblading is so unpopular I'm, I know that might sound grandiose but like rollerblading is really tight like the shit that's done so so it is like really confusing why it's so underground and I think it really is because, in large part, due to our work in sabotaging it and making it look really bad and, like, influencing it into this really bad direction that's even worse. Like, if you look at video content, like, in the late 90s, like, you had, like, coup d'etat and, all like, brain fear gone. Like, shit was hot, right? And then we come along and we've moved rollerblading into this like micro skating kind of deal and like really gay body positions, making a, a lot of really gay things more acceptable. And that has just like tanked blading. So like, I know I, that might sound grandiose, but pretty sure it's because of us. <laughs> well, the secret's out. We just have that out of the way now. Yeah. That's the most important thing. It's funny, like, it used to be like, oh, we got to keep this a secret, but it doesn't even matter anymore because it's not like we go to events. Like, if we were going to, like, events all the time, we'd have to, like, watch out for our physical safety because I know all these guys, like, really care about rollerblading, which is weird. But, like, we don't go to that shit, so, like, what are people going to do? You know? <laughs> Who cares? There, um... <laughs> I'm really excited about the Lonnie podcast um, for he actually got into a fight at one of the IMYTAs over something on the BMAG message board, like way back in the day. And I get to, I can't wait to like hear the story behind it. Holy he actually shit. I don't I don't know if like he would have started the fight or the guy started the fight with him. But it is cool to know that things that I mean, physical Violence is not the answer for anything, but it is funny to think that there are people who carry out online uh, battles into into the streets. Like, yeah, I've heard it happen. That, that was in the VG, right? Blading. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I can't remember which IMITA it was, but there was like a fight, and it was it was Lonnie and and somebody else. <laughs> so I'm so excited to hear that because I was like, I asked him kind of in a message. I'm like, can I ask you about that? And then he was like, haha, yeah, that was actually a beam egg. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. I can't wait to find out like what it was a what it would have been about and i because i know um julio also got in one um and that was with with that rick there's van been a dyke couple other ones character what was yeah. that all about when he was he confronted him it was um at a contest or something yeah it was something to do with uh online shit talking so um it can happen so you're not safe i just i just I'm won't safe. go to anything I don't. You're well, hey, safe. I'm safe. You're getting a, you're getting paid too. <laughs> Narc. That's right. <laughs> getting mad. Are you, a, are you a fucking cop? <laughs> Is this guy a cop? <laughs> <laughs> Can you, showing up to rollerblading events. Hey, fucking narc. <laughs> I actually convinced Is this a guy lady. A cop? Yesterday, I was buying a block of Swiss cheese at the local deli and I convinced the lady working like I was just like making jokes like she's like do you you need a bag and I was like no I'll just put it in my pocket and then and then she laughed and I was like yeah this is this is my lunch right here it was like a block of Swiss cheese she's like oh really and I was like yeah I'm on the 100% Swiss cheese only diet it's working really good. I've been on it for the last, like, five weeks. And she looked at me, like, so seriously. And she's like, what? Really? And I kept it going for a little bit longer. And then I then I laughed and told her I was kidding. But I, I totally could have, like, gotten this lady to believe I was on a Swiss cheese-only diet. L- uh, learning that delivery is really fun like yeah. a like a deadpan lying because lying people... is so fun like it's so, it's a it's so much fun about really I do ridiculous it all things the time when i film like after doing a really really long interview with someone where someone was nervous beforehand after it's done i'll i'll hit the unrecord button i'll be like that was really good it's a good rehearsal, so um, okay, we're gonna do the real one now and just do it completely deadpan. And their faces sometimes are so amazing, like they're so horrified that they have to do like talk for a long time in front of the camera again. It's so fun. You have to deliver it properly, though. You yeah. have to, you have to believe it yourself that yeah. it's actually happening. It's Instead like you, of, you can't be. There shouldn't be any like. You can't be overly serious. Like, it has to be subtle. Yeah, you have to say it like you would say any other mundane thing. Yeah. Mundane piece of information like, oh, shit, I got to go get groceries like that. Like, oh, um, do you know where my phone charger is? Like, it's a tone (laughs) that is like, (laughs) if you can take that tone and say things that are absurd... And she's, I, she's just so I'm normal so and gullible. boring. I'm people fuck with me all the time still. Like I will go down the road with the person <laughs> if if they can keep it going. I'll go down the road definitely. <laughs> um, so you watched 
all right, I ran into you. <laughs> it's so funny seeing, seeing like out of context. I usually see you. It'll be like we'll be going skating, or yeah, we'll be doing a podcast, or I'll come hang out at your house for a little bit. But then you just just like in the window while I was eating my lunch, <laughs> like during a work break, and to the point where I didn't even recognize you because I was in a state of when you're in work state, it's just different. Yeah, like I wasn't expecting to run into you but anyways yeah your perception is so different i was raving about um 18 plus because i had seen it yeah and you hadn't seen it yet so i was i was um more special because i had experienced it (laughs) like yeah you had so you you bought it right when it came out yeah yeah, it was weird because I thought it was just the trailer, and then I realized that they were really smart that they released like a a trailer and the video the same day. I don't really care about trailers that much anymore. It doesn't um, really matter. I would have I would have bought it anyway. It just all I needed to see was like a download link for Cellfire or whatever it is. Yeah, but it was actually yeah. Really when I cool. saw you, I was like, it was really cool that they that, didn't and, they didn't hype it. They didn't talk about it. They just released it. Yeah, there was no hype or anything. There Very wasn't cool. even any hints yeah he, that like he talked about it a little bit on on the podcast and colin talked about it a little bit but it was awesome yeah that it came out of nowhere i i hope more things happen like that i know the music industry has adopted that for a few different people they'll just like drop their albums with no promotion and then people get really excited to share it because there was no hype yeah because it's kind of it's that. kind of pointless now to like have a trailer and then like the video comes out like a week or two later or something. It was like, that made sense when it was a DVD that you had to wait for your shop to get in or like, so you could order it, you know, like that made sense. Now it's totally pointless. It's just kind of a residual kind of um, thing that people do is they think they have to have a trailer and then like a week later the video drops, (laughs) but it's kind of silly. You were trying to, were you and Leon trying to get me to make a trailer, or were you? Who? Some someone was trying to get me to make a trailer. Well, I was trying, trying to get, get you, me to make a. Tra- I was trying to get you to do a pay download. And yeah, so, I and so, I, I was trying I, to get I, you to make a trailer. I dug my heels in, <laughs> so hard. But I, uh, yeah, we next video probably, yeah, next video it will be. I just felt like this was definitely if there was one that will be the last one that's that's not a pay download it'll be this one but um yeah when i ran into you i was really really excited about 18 plus so in all honesty when you heard me excited about 18 plus did you actually believe me that it was going to be exciting oh totally or yeah yeah you I you knew you. that i was planning on i was definitely planning on getting it at some point um, and I was really excited to see it. I just hadn't had like a, I wanted to have like a good night or something to watch it, to actually sit down and watch it. Um, and then you raving about it just got me more stoked to see it. Um, and I watched it, so I watched it last night and, uh, I watched it twice back to back. Really, yeah. really liked it. Like right away got that good skate video feeling and had it like the whole time it just it was really uh 
it was unique in a lot of ways. Like the, the, um, there were no titles. There was like the, the opening title that said Casey Mo, but there was nobody, there was nobody's name like over the screen. There was no sections. There wasn't a single fall in it. Did you notice that? I don't think there was a fall. Was there not a fall? I'd have to watch it again. I don't think there was a fall. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Um, Maybe not. Um, there wasn't even... Not off the top of my head. There didn't even seem to be, like, a moment when anybody was, like, out of control, really. Like, the whole video... No. It, it was very, very... Um, everybody was in control and doing like pretty complex things. It made rollerblading look not dangerous. You know what I mean? It made it look really fun. Really fun and really, yeah. really expressive and, and, uh, difficult. Accessible. Accessible. Yeah. Um, lots of small scale stuff. I love this. I'm so happy that the small scale stuff is like acceptable now. That's really exciting. It's not. It's not. Though. Is it not? <laughs> if well, it's awesome that like Sean and Colin Kelso are are putting it in. But I guess you know. I I guess they've always not been afraid to go there. Like they've done their slider bar edits and the bench edits and stuff. They've always like not been afraid to put out like small scale stuff and they're really good at making it look good but uh yeah i love that there was a lot of small scale shit it's interesting because it it's a style of skating that they've always done but it's like um it's like the the place that they were always going anyway with their skating yeah because they would make those P rail and and bench edits, and they really like to skate ledges. But then they always felt like, you know, they made sections as well where they had to try harder and represent a company. And this is the one where they're like completely free. So they took that vibe of those like P rail edits where they're so technical and so good. But then they took it to the streets. Like it's all, yeah. it's all street skating. But there's no, it's not like. It's not a P rail. It's um, they just took what what they absolutely their favorite kind of skating to do, and then just amplified it and made it really simple and fun. I yeah, I I was almost shocked. I didn't. I knew it would be maybe a little bit different, but I liked it even more than Casey Mo because me too. Casey Mo kind of had like a Adam Johnson traditional skate video vibe, and this kind of reminded me of like I, I brought this up in the Frank podcast but like what we always wanted to try and do with mushroom blading there's people who are just doing it way better yeah than like because they're better at skating than we than we were yeah like the I the ideals of what we wanted it to be is totally in that video and in like DRC and I don't know I've watched some fi uh, fishing clips and Tim Hortons I watched like everything that I wanted to see in skating is like happening yeah. with so many different styles and, and like, especially, yeah, Sean and Colin Kelso, it's, it, it's very, uh, rollerblading -y. 
it's hard to explain that but it's like it's obviously influenced by skateboarding and and skateboarding videos like the the bronze is the company that was really influential in um that forecast of on the eights video was really influenced by that company bronze. And then you can tell this video is influenced by that. And like specifically Andrew Nimorowski and Nick Labar are probably like the two styles that are the most influential skating wise, like with the, yeah, like the micro skating and wall rides and straight airs and <clears throat> all that stuff. So that was why it was the most exciting for me is it was like, it was like their mushroom blading. Like they could make yeah. ten videos like that, and they I would watch every single one. And oh, it, yeah. and it and it got me so excited. Not that I'm going to use my grinder blades like um, as much over the, but I want like it, I want to make a hot dogs gods video with like lots of parking oh, lot stuff where we just like wax the fuck out of because there's Little so many shit. spots that that we can skate now. Um, that I never really thought about it because I always separated, um, yeah, I, I, I separated filming. I always thought filming, we would be filming like big wheels, but now the spots that, that we could skate and film like a lot of, uh, grinder stuff just in a parking lot one night, we could slowly like build to make the hot dogs gods video. And like that box that it was so fun. If you, if you don't, use your your aggressives for a long time and then you use them they're really fun and yeah that, that video definitely made me want to like do some little slides and oh man the parking block section specifically was probably my favorite super good like they just brought it's they, just they over, must have just brought those it's around overwhelming yeah it's weird because when he throws it at the start, they're like made out of a really light. They're different than the ones that we have. Like ours are concrete and really hard to pick up. Yeah. But there's like ones that look like they're made out of a really light material. Yeah. They must or be something. They, well, yeah, they must be different in uh, Kansas city. A different company must produce them. <laughs> ours are the ones we have are super heavy. I don't yeah, know. Maybe... You can slam into them full well, speed and they won't move. Yeah. Huh. I have to say that um, um, w- with with Casey Mo, you and Leon, like, we're all all stoked on uh, Nick Labar. And I didn't yeah. I didn't really get it that much, but I with uh, eighteen plus, like, I really got it. Like. Oh uh, yeah. I think his skating in that was a lot more uh, developed. Really? Even. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, what stuck out? I guess everyone's just blended in, so you can't really tell who's who. But um, he, he does I a lot of that. really simple things. Yeah, but, really uh, simple. Really, um, how do you really like somehow like really thought thought through or really uh, like everything has a kind of a unique uh, addition to it or something, but it's still really simple. Um, 
like he kind of does like how Broskow, it seems like he'll really think about exactly where he wants his foot to be in his skate. And then he like executes it precisely like Nick Labar is kind of on that level, but in a kind of a different way. Oh yeah. 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 There was a, even at the, there's like a park section at the end and he does a really nice, like straight gap, I think into like stair riding two or three stairs and just the way that he makes it look. Yeah. Was executed really well. He does that all. He also does like a top, a full speed topsail at a skate park and where normally someone would just topsail the ledge the way that he, yeah, the way that he does it was really, really uniquely him. Yeah. And then and every, like, uh, I loved Andrew Sean Darst. Sean Darst is skating. And, oh, uh, man. So really good. good. And uh, I love uh, when that line that Kelso does where he's got a shaved head and he does, like, the wall ride and he looks really serious. He does the wall ride and then skates and then does the alley-oop one-foot roll. He's got the shaved head and he looks oh, so seriously like that, uh, that, that front facing filming where you can see the person's face is just so good. That part is so <laughs> sick. Oh yeah. Cause he like, he does a trick and like slams into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like really keeps going see his expression. And it's funny cause it's at, uh, it's at night. So it was, he, it's like just him lit up. So it looks extra dramatic when yeah. it's like just the skater lit up. There was probably one of my favorite things that, uh, that Kelso did is after a line, he, there's like a curb that's attached to grass going up and he like pushes with his foot forward onto this curb and then backslides up it. Do you remember that? It's like at the end of a line, he like Colin or it's Sean? Like a, Sean, he like, it's almost like it looks like he's going to stride onto this curb that's going up grass, but then he he pushes to get momentum up it and then drops his foot down into backslide. It was really, really cool. There's almost Whoa. like some almost like step-on stuff that's not step-on. It's just really like nice moves, movement, yeah. that like rollerblading, you don't really have to worry about step-on if the movement is fluid. Yeah, that it's all one movement. Um, and step then, on can look really nice. Yeah, it's not even really step on when you think about it. I mean, there's like the really clear uh, Australian step on soul joke from <laughs> Hoax Three or whatever. Like that's obviously step on. But some of those looked really <laughs> Never... good. Some of those were pretty <laughs> sick. Like it's uh, kind of a Dean sick jump. <laughs> Chad, hot stepper, hot stepper. Did it? For the viewers, for the people listening, Joey's referring to a riff between the old school Kelowna skaters and uh, the OG Kamloops blader where the Kelowna skaters didn't like the OG Kamloops blader and they called him Hot Step Chad because he would uh, hot step onto his grinds. But hey, Chad, Chad's hot stepping was sick. Yeah, well, and it had a lot of style. Yeah. Because really, really, it is hot step when I. I... Oh, go ahead. It is just a jump. It's just a jump. Like it's saying it's saying like like basketball players hot step. 
Because when a, a basketball player dunks, they don't jump off two feet. They're running. And then they jump off one foot. But they're still jumping, you know? It's just a different style of jumping. And there's nothing, like... There's nothing bad about it. It can look really think, stylish to jump like that. Even, even, like, it's a jump-jump. Yeah, and that's why I love that trick that Kelso did. You'll have to, I'll have to point it out. But he, like, pushed... He like stepped onto this ledge and pushed and then flung his leg forward. And it, and it was really, really, really like specific to rollerblading because um, it's funny to think that, yeah, you, you can, you don't have to jump on a rail. You could like, there could be someone who comes out in rollerblading. Who's like the most stylish step on skater that rollerblading has ever seen. Yeah. To the point that totally. you can like, you, you can like make it look like you're, gonna step on the rail and Liu Kang with that foot and then go into Seoul like it's, it's so funny that how how I always joke about it's not that hard to be creative in skating but yeah. it is when you actually get out there yeah that that there's so much left to do and it's so young still that rollerblading is just movements like there's those tricks that you see once in a while that are so so rollerblading -y looking in a good way and so stylish but it might only be once in a while that you see them because we still have a very like defined stance, the way that we come up to things and land off of things. But truthfully, like our feet don't have to be beside each other all the no. time, but that's how we usually use our skates. Yeah. We, uh, we come up and our feet are together and we slide and then we land and our feet are together. Yeah. And you could la you could like take off, you could come up to a handrail with your feet as wide apart as possible <laughs> and then go down the rail really, really close together and land with your feet and arms. Like you could go five star roll <laughs> to really crouch down soil to five star roll away. Like that's these are things that we can do, but we don't do them because that's technically a joke trick. Right. You know? <laughs> and there's just endless yeah. possibilities like that. 18 plus, 18 plus seemed to break like a lot of rules, but in, in a, yeah, big time. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely broke needs a lot it. of rules. Oh yeah. Cause there are no rules. They're rollerblading just... needs that video. Yeah. Because to a lot of us, especially, uh, uh, putting on your, your street skate, your grinder skates, um, that's what skating is to a lot of people. It's like going out and doing some grinds on like a P-rail or a nice little ledge at a skate park. Not yeah. If you only can skate like once or twice a week, that kind of skating is so fun. Yeah. Like, that really is. Yeah, yeah. You don't want. That really, that's like, like, that really is the that, way most people skate, but just done really well. That's what 18 plus is, really. Well, because those were two of the best. Like, yeah. if, if anyone was going to make a video of skating, like, parking blocks and things like that, that was, like, obviously it's going to be the best if it's from the Kelso brothers. Yeah. And then it was it was extra cool because it had the addition of uh, Sean Santamaria, who works really well with that style of skating. And there was a little bit of Mike Lilly, which was awesome. And then Labar and Darce, like, fit in perfectly but have just enough of, like, kind of like a different influence of the new generation. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So I don't know. It came together really well. Totally. Um, 
yeah, and it's not that it's not that Casey Mo wasn't good. I still really liked that video. It was just eighteen plus got me more excited to skate, and I'm sure it got lots of people excited to skate. It's funny we we base criticisms on like what we read on the internet, but I bet there's lots of people who really liked it, and it's just the oh, people yeah. who want to complain. They're just more vocal and annoying. So I. <laughs> I can see it having a really positive influence. It's an easy target. Because... Just like if you're if you're wanting to like go hate on something. It's pretty easy to hate on a video that's like a lot of small scale tricks and and they did a video on demand and it's like 20 minutes long. Well, and I tried to make this point it was kind of hard to it didn't come through properly but like they're skating exactly what they want to skate. Like Sean Kelso is not sponsored by anybody. So he's, he's in like trust liners and M 12s and really hard kryptonics wheels from eBay. That's exactly the setup from experimenting that he wants to skate. It's so cool to know that like a guy who had pro boots is just ordering shit, like, like ordering M 12s and kryptonics off of eBay. Like you can't even get, really really hard small wheels anymore and that like that setup is perfect for that style of skating that he's doing yeah and it's it's just cool to know that he came upon that conclusion like he's not skating a company's wheels yeah he just thought to himself like i want to skate really hard wheels and then bought i don't know i i think that's so cool there's no like sponsor logos or anything obviously obviously um I guess Colin still supports SSM and then Labar and, and Darst are like the new Volo guys, but it still, it didn't feel like it, there was any company agenda or anything. It's like, no, felt pretty happened. free, felt very free of like, yeah. And I, I, that's where people get mad though, too. <laughs> like yeah, it's if true. people make things exactly how they want to make them and have broken free from, uh, expectations of others, then that pisses the off a lot of people. Really bad. Yeah, like yeah, there would be less, a lot less hate on Casey Mo when there was a little bit more like uh, company pleasing certain companies, and then eighteen plus, he just totally didn't give a fuck about any of the companies. He he skated exactly what he wanted, made the video the video exactly the way he wanted, and people. Yeah, there's there's such a like people want to see like corporate shit in blading. People really do cuz they think that's like the legit shit. But that's just shit. <laughs> it, it, uh, <laughs> I think I think rollerblading is like uh I think it's a lot more dead especially in North America like I think sales are way worse than people imagine. So there shouldn't be a reason why, like it it's comes down to that question, like with edits and videos, it's like, who, who are we making videos for? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times people are making videos for some kind of imaginary, uh, audience that have the, the clipboard, 
the checklist when in reality it's like like it's a richie had a really good point that like rollerblading globally is really 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 small it's small but it's people in person are really nice and not like it it's not shit talking in person for rollerblading yeah but then we base so much on these few like stupid not even educated or well-researched criticisms of things online and then it that those dictate so much of what gets put out and what gets done like it's so funny to think that there should be more freedom but there's not based on <laughs> some kind of imaginary criteria for like for for 10 people online being like well he had he had like the 540 on the big gap was really nice he had one uh the kink rail was good the ledge skating <laughs> was good but i felt like it was missing this and then so people read these things and I, I don't know. Well, yeah, it kind of shapes like, like, bail- a, like a framework that they think their video needs to have in order to be good. But it's just shaped like it, by like a few weird, sad people. Well, it's weird. Like, okay, so the Bailey promo, the skating was really good in it. And, uh, and he has a new pro skate and everything. But I wonder, like, if we could actually get analytics and information on how effective that it like how many skates were sold based on that promo how many people bought the eric bailey skate because of the promo or is the promo meant to just be like oh that was sick like are are most people watching it just gonna say yeah that was sick and share it and nobody's gonna buy the skate like you know what i'm saying i think that's what a lot of videos are it's just we're making videos for a lot of videos are made for us to like go down the checklist and did you see that video it was really good really good yeah he's amazing yeah he is amazing i loved it um but yeah it does seem like like how many people buy skates I know we've had that conversation before, but I think people like, want to believe that edits can sell skates and sell product. And to a certain extent, I guess they do. But yeah, how much is it? Is it really significant? I don't know. I really don't think it is, but I might be wrong. I'm not in the I industry, mean, but I think people like a lot of the, a lot of the gatekeepers, like a lot of the people in the industry want to believe certain things and, and, and they want to believe that, that edits can sell skates. It's I like an, it's like they stick to for... that because that's like what they understand and what they know. It's like marketing. But, but now, I mean, I think there was a time when, when it did make a, a much bigger difference before the internet, before the saturation of media, like it was important to make a team video because it people needed support. They needed a company to send someone with a camera to film them and everything. But now like there's so many edits being made and a lot of good shit being made for, by amateurs for free. And 
that shit might sell just as much product as like the stuff that companies are paying for really i mean not to put down the eric bailey edit it it was amazing but probably just as many people are gonna buy volos because of like amateurs that they see skating really well in them too for the small percentage uh, of people who buy skates based on hot skating that they see i think volo will sell more skates based on sean darston nick labar skating them yeah or maybe maybe equal maybe equal yeah that's true i think um i think i guess i guess it you know maybe maybe we there are numbers that skate promos do work but i would have loved to have seen like um that eric bailey footage like in a section that he really wanted to make and put together or something like that i think yeah i i hope that becomes the norm is just people projects like uh yeah like 18 plus where it's just videos of people who really want to skate together and make videos together yeah release those and then it just comes the through so much as a yeah, pro- like, like the skate promo naturally happens yeah people are gonna know that that's the skate that he's in that it doesn't have exactly. to be a picture of it or anything at the end of his section like people know it's hd you can see pretty clearly that yeah. it's that he's in no, it's like these people plus, that it's these people that like uh, are gar- are defending their their positions at the top, like the top skaters, like Roscow and Eric Bailey, they have a different mentality about like they need to like they need to come out like their clips need to go to a certain place, their clips, and like Bailey, like he's probably like oh I haven't come out with anything in a while, I have to please Julio. I'll you I'll give these clips for this like skate promo. Um, well, no, was, as opposed to like skating think, with his friends and making like something a little bit more uh impactful. Oh, which he is he is doing that, I think. He always has a section in that in the Eric Bill videos. So I think he has like the local which to to his that shit's the best like when someone skates for a company and has a section in that video but then they also have a section like in their local video that's so badass that he does that yeah like he always has a full section in eric bill i think is the guy that makes the videos do do they am i like missing something like it seems like the last eric bill uh eric bailey edit i saw was like six years ago or something I, no, I, I just, think you missed something. Did I, I think miss there's a few? one a year. Really? Yeah. Did I just yeah, there miss was a some Eric Bailey one sections? That was really good. Yeah, I'll send it to you. There was one <laughs> that came up that was really good. Eric Bailey's always good. Yeah, he's incredible. And he's been killing it forever. For Holy a long ass time. Yeah. To skate on that level. Like think of even his uh his like Volo 2 section. Uh, where it was like all yeah. in San Francisco. Oh my god, that shit was crazy. And that's like, what was that? Two thousand seven. Yeah, he has. He must have that like that that perfect like body type. He does for skating. He's sh- short and men and just he's very fit and short. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's on a he's, he's on another level. He's a superhero, man. And he's chill. Really, he's really chill. chill. <laughs> just a cool guy just gonna go blade man 
Totally. <laughs> he's like uh, he's like McConaughey in um, in Dazed and Confused. Yeah. That's like we have that. It's so awesome that we have that guy in rollerblading. And he he um, he lived with Pat Lennon. His skating in, in in them apples is it? Yeah. There was yeah them. That's apples. when he like first really arrived. That video is yeah. good. Really good. good video. Really good. Have you watched it recently? No. It, it's a classic example of like you watch some of these old videos and to know how hard people were skating and how crazy skating was and it still didn't blow up and you could show those videos to people and they just wouldn't be impressed. Yeah. Like the pinnacle of the most amazing rollerblading you've ever seen. And it didn't, the, our numbers kept dwindling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it didn't, it, it, that idea that like, if you go really, really big, people will respect skating. Like we, we have, we have the information that that didn't work. Like, yeah, there was a solid stretch where rollerblading was just crazy for a really long time. And it didn't translate into more people skating. No, it's not the answer. No. (laughs) Yeah. There's gotta be, there's gotta be the accessibility factor. You can't just have like the, the crazy shit. It doesn't make people want to put on skates. I think um, that article that I posted about our snowboarding videos killing snowboarding was probably one of the best pieces of uh, of writing or, or the best thing I've ever um, saw that kind of captured that whole thing. Did you ever read that? Yeah. Where it was like they talked about that that snowboarding was just marketing to like one kind of person that was growing up and doing other things with their life. And then they just had like a really small age group and was trying to just speak to that age group. And that's it. Whereas you talk to people who grew up snowboarding, who were so into it, they might only get up to the hill like one or two times a year. And they're not going to, they're not going to chuck themselves off like back, you know, like a huge 50 foot thing and they're not going to hit or anything so it's like their industry just got stuck in this mentality of like it's so cool and young people do it and it's so edgy and like we got to show the biggest tricks and like urban and then there's these pros traveling all around the world getting money and they're like holy fuck our num what nobody wants to snowboard i wonder why and it was like they were just promoting it in one way for so long yeah and now like i can see i don't know i just see the parallels with rollerblading 18 plus though was like a great you could probably show that to someone and it might look fun to maybe just try and soul grind a parking block just for a joke or, or for fun or something oh, totally. at least it looks at least it looks like you might be able to put a pair on and slide a parking block and parking blocks are everywhere yeah like it i love that i love that now that i've seen that video i look at the parking lots now a little bit more in Kamloops. oh totally because i Uh, Yeah, there's just, they made it, that thing, that point that I said earlier, they made it seem like they could make a lot of those videos. Oh, yeah. Just simple, like simple spots. It's exciting to think that. The stuff they skated was still awesome. Yeah. 
They could act, like, they could just, skate like that like for a really long time. Like oh, from a yeah, longevity yeah, perspective. That. It's yeah. so awesome to think that people can actually keep doing it. Like it's not it's not like the Brandon Campbell era where people are doing the craziest shit that's like, okay, how long can you just are you just gonna go do that every day? Like <laughs> And this is something that we've talked about, like, uh, many, many, many times, that rollerblading would have been better for it had people like Josh Petty or Brian Smith or, like, rollerblading was supposed to go in this direction all along, but yeah. these guys thought that they had to keep up with people that were, that like, they thought that they were pushed out of the sport. They weren't pushed out. All they needed to do was discover how skating was fun for them. Exactly. And maybe skating wasn't fun for them anymore. And maybe they were fucked up because of industry stuff. But that's why this video is extra exciting because Sean and Colin Kelso could have gotten super jaded on industry stuff and just could have ditched skating completely. Yeah. But then they, instead they just made a video exactly how they wanted to skate. And you totally get that feel of like, we only have like, you know, it's the weekend. We have a little bit of free time to skate. You totally get that feel like the energy of the video is there that way that like, oh, yeah. these are people who actually still really love skating. And I, like, it, it would have been so awesome to, to, to see like a, a video of Josh Petty and some of those dudes skating small scale stuff, but with, with the attitude and the style that we all grew up with, because it's still there for me. It's still very like Kelso skating. It's everything that's great about the Kelso skating, but on their terms. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my rant. That's my rant is that it's so healthy for rollerblading that a video like this comes out, in my opinion, because I want to see Farmer and Broskow skating like this. I want to see them like you don't have to for me and for lots of people like if you don't think about your ex the expectations, like how would you actually really want to skate if, if you weren't getting paid for it and you didn't have to answer to a company, like how, how would you skate? That's kind of what this is to me. That's They're just, it seems like they're skating exactly how they want to. Yeah. And that's why it was so good. And that's kind of like the, f that's, that's always the theme of like any successful art is when the person it's what they actually want to be doing they're not trying to live up to some imaginary standard that they have like it's always just so refreshing when you can feel that this it's like it's honest you know like that's really like the feeling that i got from the video was it was just really like this is exactly what we want to do and it would be so Man. exciting to you can you can feel that you can't you can't uh you you can't fake that you can't fake honesty man <laughs> or fun yeah you oh you can't fake fun faking fun is a bad thing to do if you're not having fun oh, you're own that you don't want to you're not having fun don't fake fun don't fake fun. No. I, I've got that before from some of those, like, um, did you watch? Oh, yeah. Remember when we watched Pretty Sweet? 
uh, oh yeah that was faking speed. fun there was there was some fake fun oh, in that lots like, of these fake guys fun. are these guys are being paid to skate together and there were so many of those shots of like the props after trick shots got old oh, so fast like, some of the emotions just looked so fake yeah fake high fives Lots, Lots of, fake high, fives. of fake high fives in that video. That was another great yeah. thing about 18 plus is there, w- there wasn't a single uh, r- run to someone and like high five them. You know what I'm talking oh, that about? That was nice. Yeah, that was really refreshing. Yeah. That gets tiring real quick. I watched a BMX video the other night and um, and it was like a monster energy production and it was like some of the best hottest bmxers the sport has ever seen and it was the (laughs) description on the itunes store i love i have this like obsession with reading uh descriptions of like skateboard and snowboard and skiing films to try and like because they have to try and get people who aren't who aren't into the sport to try and watch the films so it'll be like uh some of the most uh stunning cinematography across the most diverse locations with progressive riding that the sport has never seen before. This is the lifestyle of blank. And these are the riders that blank blank, you you know, like that, that like trying really hard to get you to watch it. I think this one had like, even if you've never set your foot on pedals before you'll be inspired or, and then I was like, Oh, I better watch this one. And it was like, it was so interchangeable with any other sport. Like it could have, you could have just like covered, covered the person like doing the tricks and it would have, it could have just been a skateboarding or rollerblading video in terms of like the way that they celebrated after their tricks, the spots that they hit, there was nothing surprising at all. And it was such technical riding that they were getting so excited about that didn't, it seemed like it, it just wasn't exciting. It was so cookie cutter. It just didn't right. have the thing. Um, anyways, it's, like it's, it it's extra so... depressing when it's really dangerous. Like you're not only making something that's so void of soul, but you're like risking your life to do it. Well, these that's guys like are getting extra dark because it was monster energy, and it and it, and it was like some of these guys had these like these smirks on their faces in like the personality shots. And after they like, when they gave each other props for tricks and you see it in the skateboarding videos and stuff too, it's this, it's this very specific action sports smirk where it's like, we're getting fucking paid a lot of money to do this right now. And we are the best. Like (laughs) this is the shit. Like it seems like these people, if they came to the skate park to film or something they would they would be their world would be so closed oh yeah if that makes any sense like they don't go to an office and and talk to people about if that makes any sense like their world well, is yeah, so it's far like a bubble from, they live in a bubble yeah so that's where like those high five shots can feel so contrived because it's like like i would much rather if this person had to work nine to five and then got that trick because they only have three hours to skate on Saturday or Sunday. But these are people who are filming for this goddamn video. Like that's their job. That's it. 
it's it can be so bad sometimes like it can be such a curse on the overall like feel of the video because i i always think about if 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 we got to skate full time it might i don't think as a person i don't think i'm developed enough to deal with that amount of freedom to make it i I don't know i brought that up before on a kevin yee podcast but like it might not have the same I don't know, the videos and things might not have the same vibe if you were just allowed to do them at all times. You would start to overthink that you need to do more with it or try harder or if that makes any sense. Yeah, maybe. It's maybe well the I don't know, maybe maybe now I'm I have my head screwed on tight enough. But wouldn't it be weird if like if it was your job like tomorrow? If it was will be like pretty awesome. It'd be pretty awesome because like you would just have so much free time to do other shit. <laughs> That's true. Actually, like, you'd basically yeah. be getting paid like full time wage to just be available like a couple times a week or something. Really, like what the, if you the like pro skater life? Skate? Would you make a Would you make like a skate promo though? What if you had to like? What if you but had really, like a skate promo do in? in two months and it was winter and you had to film a skate promo. Like, I guess that wouldn't be on your contract. No, it'd be like you'd have, you've got two months and it's summer and come up with like a few minutes. Like how easy is that? I could skate like a couple times and do that. And then I'd have like <laughs> the rest of the time to just sleep in and jerk off. It'd Listen to this guy right here. <laughs> future pro skater right here yeah (laughs) so todd what do you do in your spare time i sleep in i jerk off on this game a few times i got this promo i gotta film over the next couple months but chilling a lot i like to chill with friends (laughs) uh go bowling chill i chill with friends i chill with my girl play guitar Guitar, you know, strum the guitar for like twenty hours straight. <laughs> really, that is what that is the pro skater dream, is it not? It does. Hey, it it's not like good. it's not like it's not like these guys are expected to like put in eight hours a day on on their board or their blades. Well, think about like this this BMX one that I that I watched. Like this is Monster Energy. So these guys are like these guys are pulling in really good money and they're traveling. Like they traveled, it seemed like they traveled to a lot of different places, like internationally to film themselves, like getting clips for a bike video. (laughs) It's just so crazy. It would be such a mind fuck, especially like some of these guys looked a little bit older. Um, it was just really crazy that, I don't know. You start to understand why, the really, really, really smart ones do have like an education or something to fall back on that. I'm sure there's some, some of them that are just like, they, they think that they're the monster energy money is going to be there in five years. But like, if you're riding that hard, you're not going to be able to do that forever. It's so funny to think that you might have to like apply for a shitty construction job in five years or something crazy like that. It's so weird. Well, that, well, yeah, that's the thing is when you're in that bubble, that becomes like the ultimate uh, f- fail. 
is to have to get like a normal person job or have to be a normal person. So you develop like a, like a fear and an elitism about your situation and Yeah, it's, it would be, like, really stressful and, like, painful to, like, fear that. To basically fear becoming a normal person when you are just a normal person. I think even people who aren't pros have to go through that on some level. Like, I, I went through my version of it. Not that I was a pro rollerblader, but I had to deal with my obsession and kind of, like, integrate yeah. it to into everyday life and it was the best thing that ever happened where skating became more fun because of it but yeah. and your ego yeah, a little think, bit yeah. when especially like yeah when you're when you're not developed and you don't know how the world works when you're young and you're like 17 like yeah that was that was my dream of course it still is my dream but i know how to deal with the normal world in a way. But if you got that success when you're like 17, it's like, it's like, it's, it's good, but like, it's, it's a great opportunity in a sense, but it's really, it's really going to fuck with your perception of how the world works in so many ways. Like it's crazy when I hear about like 18, 19 year olds, like the really good skateboarder at our skate park who's probably never had to have like a job, like a normal job. Um, no. his, his perception must be just so, I mean, you, you could say distorted for a, for a small percentage of people. It, it works. I mean, so it's not really distorted. It's just like a different reality than we're used to. But for so many people, <sighs> It, it it doesn't work. And, and I fear, for, like, in this day and age, shit's a lot different. I don't think that people have the same value as they did, like, in the in the 90s or the 80s or whatever, like, when, when, like, pro, when pro skateboarders were, like, huge. I think they had more value than they do now simply because the except, like, not everybody had a camera. Not everybody could make a video that could be seen it was very special to be like a mike Vallely or a uh uh who's a skateboarder gonzalez mark gonzalez like these these guys were they were actually celebrities it was actually special like to be in video days like you were you were a ball and motherfucker you to be in a good video you were in oh such they a weren't small balling though I mean, not at that the time, reason, but, but, but after like from that video, yeah, like the, but the reason video days was so good was the reason 18 plus was so good. Those were dudes who were not making much money at all skating exactly how they wanted to skate. And I think I can see it returning back to that, that that's where, yeah, pro skaters don't have as much value at all, but if they were in a group that they really believed in making projects that they really believed in. I think that's right. where the value is now. Well, yeah. Definitely. Cause then really it, it, it doesn't really matter what your value is. If you're really enjoying what you're doing it. Well, yeah, it, it makes, it makes it more valuable. It makes the actual video a lot more valuable. It makes it better because people really feel that freedom and that like 
people really get it. Um, whereas like a lot of the shit is, is going to be disposable because there's just so much of it. Like, no, it's, it can't all be like respected so much. It's like, there has to be, there has to be that unique factor. What are we doing? Really? (laughs) Really? What are we doing? Where are we going? Why are we making these edits? Oh, no, I know why I make edits and why we make edits and stuff, but it is really funny that there's, like, that whole culture. Man, holy saturated. Like, every week there's a crazy, crazy, crazy section that Thrasher, like, attaches their flaming logo to the start of it, like how they have exclusivity on, like, the crazy sections. But I just keep thinking about, like, okay, but what is that? What does that do? Like, well, there's already like 500 edits that's on that level that already exist. Why does it matter? What, why is it important to come out with? I yet people have to ask themselves that, like, what is this adding to the, the to the bucket? Like if it's not something new, something that hasn't been done some, or at least something just that you really want to be doing, there's really no point in making a good edit because there's so many good edits. There are so many good skaters through like in blading's past. Like why do we need to make more, more edits? You could watch, you could watch shit for, for weeks and not watch the same thing twice. And all of it really good, really impressive, really dangerous. I think the hero cam has proven that it's just like it's part of the cultures now. It's like the video <laughs> to like film yourself and make edits is is fully, fully, fully integrated. Whether your parents or your grandparents care or not, it's part of like <laughs> It's part of being extreme. Well, it's it's part of the experience. It's like everyone does it now. Like, whereas it used to be an exclusive thing, like, oh, you guys are filming? Crazy. It's like everyone's filming. That's what you do. You go skate and film. And it's fun. I love to skate and film. And I, I think it's great that everyone is skating and filming. And I think it's, it's great. It's practice. That, I think it's great that more shit's being made. Um, but you just have to realize that most of the shit being made is is garbage of course yeah well and and lots of the future best video makers are going to start out making garbage exactly you have to yeah and yeah i would never discourage people from doing it like people should be making a lot of shit it's it's fun and you do have the potential to make something that people are really gonna enjoy you can't skate tomorrow, can you? Can you skate? I don't think so. It's no. supposed to be shitty weather anyway. Yeah, I, I uh, doubt that I, I would want... skate that great. Like, when it's cold, I don't really skate that great when it's cold. Once you get warmed up, you if you put on, uh, like, a base layer, like, if yeah. you have a hoodie and sweatpants and have long underwear. For, it, seems like, uh, sure. it seems like there's, like, a short window. There's, like, maybe half hour an hour yeah, where you, where you feel you really good going. you have to keep going yeah but it, like in the cold it's all damp and you end up sweating 
and then the sweat gets colder. And you it's kinda... not even that cold right now. It's like gonna be plus Camus weather. I'm looking. At the... Yeah, it's. Pretty I think warm. it's supposed to be supposed to be plus five and sunny tomorrow. The high. What do you think about that? Zero is the low. That's not even that low. It's not really that bad, but like for skating. skating? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I was going. I went today, and it was there was like a, a layer of frost all over the skate park. Like there were dry parts around town, and then when you drive to the skate park, and it's worse than the streets are. Yeah, it was one of those days. Like it's those days where somehow the skate park is more wet than the sidewalks. And yeah, the I don't know how that works. The day that like it absorbs extra moisture to to stop people from going but man after i I want to try those 100 millimeters at the new park so bad oh yeah because um just wall riding shit there's so many things that you can do at the new park yeah fuck and just selfishly i'm obsessed right now with skating yeah well especially like uh people are gonna think i'm crazy but I think the frame can be like longer. Definitely. I don't know. I want to try one tens. I don't know if Leon's going to make them, but like hundreds, you first start skating them and they feel like they're limiting, but then you realize the, the length has so many possibilities for new styles of skating. So then it's like, then now it's starting to feel too short. So that's what I'm really excited about right now is just kind of, uh, exploring a completely 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 weird way of using skates to the point that you might even be able to start calling like you wouldn't call them ollies and nollies but that's what they're called in in skiing like that you might be able to start doing tricks where you pop off the front two rocker wheels or the back two rocker wheels if that makes any sense if you were on a longer frame that you would pop like you could do a 360 where you push off your back two wheels and then grabs wouldn't be stale they would start to maybe be tail grabs if that makes any sense or <laughs> like or like tapping your back two wheels would be more of like a tail tap if your frames were long if that makes damn. any sense like so like grabs yeah so that's kind of like what i'm thinking right now and it, and it's <clears throat> it's really fucking crazy because it's it's at first what feels like the limitation on the skate. You start skating it, and then you're like, this is actually a completely different way of like feeling skating. Right. So you actually would do no footwork at all. There would be no like, no swiveling or no quick turns. You would take like wide turns. And then even like gapping out of the bank, I almost ate shit when I first tried them because you're, you're like floating out of the bank going really fast so yeah i don't know i can't it's it's the worst because it's gonna snow a fuckload really soon yeah so i want to like you when you want to get the feel for your setup so when you imagine skating you want to know what it's going to feel like in your head because if i don't skate these enough i'm going to think that it's going to feel a certain way and then it might not feel like that but man the 90s I'm so excited if if you and Colin and Leon are all in 90s and then I'm in 100s the video is going to have such an awesome like mix of 
like everyone's going to skate so different the next video. I think like between you and Colin and Leon and me now that now that we've gone now that big wheels are like feel like aggressive it's going to be so exciting. Yeah. 18 plus actually got me really excited to skate big wheels which is weird because it like it was very like grindy but a lot of the stuff in that video would translate really well to big wheel skating like a lot of the like maneuvering little corners of or little curb cuts and things like all the bashing like a lot of the stuff you could do on big wheels and it would take it to a whole new level even the slides you can slide those fucking blocks if they're waxed up enough yeah in big wheels totally we did and there's still did, so like much did. shit with like run ra- rail running and like run grinding oh man rail run with grind totally totally even that um the flat ground section in tim hortons like that's where in hundreds you just can't you couldn't make that section in hundreds well you You don't have that option well you could do um different you couldn't do those tricks but i think you could do like a section on that obstacle and still think of yeah of different things yeah what what you would what you would do was like skate fucking full speed and jump over it and like tap your two heel wheels and then your and then like tap your two heel wheels and tap your two toe wheels while gapping over at full speed if that makes any sense like that's the 100 style of skating you would just go full speed <laughs> up to things well you could <laughs> You definitely could. You don't have to. There would also be a lot of possibilities for... There would be possibilities for um, different maneuvers, different uh, rolls, like different pivots. Maybe. Oh, yeah. There Maybe. definitely would. I'm thinking more like the the curb cut, though, like launching off of the curb cuts. More of that stuff probably in the hundreds. Like uh, You might be able to launch really far off of a curb cut in those hundreds. Because the wheel's so big and the base is so big, it, it's going to be so fun to try that shit. Yeah. Man. Oh, It's crazy shit. how much... Those, those skates are so much more stable than what we were on for Big Wheels uh, 2. The, the skates that we were on for Big Wheels 2 are actually, like, really weird. They're not like, Looking back on it, like, the frame, like, the rocker on it is actually really bad for a lot of... I mean, it's really good for a lot of swivelly stuff. But actually, uh, like landing, um, it, it was really hard to like hold the balance on that crazy rocker. Leon and I were talking about it. Um, remember when he like he was first starting to skate the Seba skates, and he put out that edit with Danny, yeah. where it was like to that uh, metronomy song. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was like his first. Seba Big Wheels edit or whatever. You should watch that edit again because it it's almost looks like, especially when he's going down the hills, that the skates kind of look dangerous. Like he's on this really short base with a rocker and out of necessity, he has to like kind of swivel his feet back and forth yeah. to stay in control. And even when he was like, he did some really cool um, curb gaps in that. Remember he like gapped some really big curb things 
Yeah. And he was like squirrely in the air because the takeoff point, your center of gravity has to be so in the middle of your foot. So if you're too far forward on it, you don't have much to jump off of. And that's the 90s and the 100s. The 100s especially like the 90s are – that's where I think like frames could get super long and you could just get really, really good at airing over shit because you're on this like super stable base. I mean yeah. not ridiculously long but – like the nineties, it feels so amazing to just like effort effortlessly float over one of the boxes at the skate park. Yeah. And like your, your so weight stable. can be a little bit forward or back. Like it doesn't have to be a perfect launch. Yeah. So I love that shit. Like I love, um, I love that five forty that you do, um, at the end of a line in in the 90s and then you go up the quarter pipe and kind of stall with one foot but you can see how stable the skates are when you land that 540 yeah something about like they don't move and i don't know i just that 540 something about it was really good that's where i i started to think you you might be able to do some really big big shit like air wise in those skates for sure but like the thing that I asked you, do you think that you would be able to do not that you would repeat this trick ever, but do you think you could do something like the seven twenty that you did in Imagine Blade Chun in that setup, or is that getting too like you wouldn't want to go too big in the setup? No, I think I could. If if breaking the cores on the wheels wasn't a concern. But but that gap specifically I it was pretty low impact. There wasn't a lot of impact. Oh I yeah, because it is it into a transition almost. Yeah, um, yeah. You could definitely do stuff like that. I, I, you would wanna, you'd really wanna like get used to the the skates for for launches before hitting it. Obviously. Yeah, but but it uh, was fun. you could you could almost do it like really easily. Like once you really harness the power of the skates, like it would be like really effortless. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck. How many times did you skate those skates until you were, you 540 the big box at the skate park. Yeah. Pretty easily. Very in them. easily. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the setup was so hard to get used to that. It took you like three days of skating them to 540 the box. No. The first time you were at the park didn't, or was it your second time at the park? Um, Maybe second time, but you were just like, I'm going to 540 the box and you 540 the box. Yeah. Like, but right away, right away. They felt really, I felt really comfortable doing shit like that just cause they're so, they're so stable and landings are so, and you don't have a, yeah, you don't have a buckle on them even. No, they feel super solid. It's really, um, yeah, it's really crazy. Cause you always think, well, I always thought, cause I always preferred really small wheels. Like I liked small wheels and I, I antiquated small wheels with like a lot of control and for certain things, I still think small wheels are advantageous, but not for that many. But I always thought that, like, if you were in 90s, it would be so hard to control yourself on, on those. But but it's not. That's the fucked no. up thing. You just go really well, fucking fast. But it's really easy to control. And then uh, there's almost more control than our last setup. <laughs> Way more. Because Way more. The- the way the the way the rocker works and the length it's like it's a really good mix yeah like Fuck, it was it, it was it, super sketchy doing like big airs like that in those sub skates 
super sketchy because you had to <laughs> your takeoff had to be so perfect or else you and were... even think of like the profile of our wheels like that's we're still not skating in a in a profile that's meant for what we're doing we're skating in like a like the profile of the wheels is very thin when you think about it aggressive really, wheels I, I don't know i really like that thin i've always liked the thin profile you think it should be more flat i think uh for it's worth experimenting on because i i do know that the street invaders i skated those wheels a very specific way that i did some shit that was like extra stable and more controlled hmm. they weren't they weren't as fast as the other wheels but um I know I did some stuff that I really liked. And you skated the Street Invaders. They, they no. feel a lot different. You didn't? Oh, wait. Are those those orange ones that you gave me? No. Those street well, Invaders? I don't think I ever skated Street so you, Invaders. I skated Gyros. So you haven't even... Shit, you haven't even experienced, like, the fat profile then, hey? You didn't no. even try them on... Are you sure? In Kelowna? Oh, no, no, you weren't no. in them. Crazy. Yeah, so the the the... The ones that I put in, like at Kelowna, remember I got to Kelowna and like <laughs> lost that ones? bolt yeah. in the bench? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, like the swivel down the stairs, I, I did it way easier because it was like that. It was like a fat profile. So right. when you bow your feet over, if that makes any sense, you're on more... You still have more surface. It's hard to explain, but it's like, it's just different. Do you think, I'm just thinking that like with the way the frame is, I think having a, a wider wheel profile would matter less. Like, um, there, I don't know. Those skates just feel so stable with those wheels, with those, that profile. I just don't think it's necessary to have like a flatter profile. Maybe it would be, it'd be worth trying, but well, I'm just skeptical. I mean, scooter, scooter riders, you look at some of the things that they're doing and nobody skates with a speed or nobody scoots. I think you call it with a speed profile. All of their wheels are are flat profile. Um, right. But they're almost skating anti rocker when you are scooting anti rocker when you think about it. But that was I like for what they're doing. It's a little different because they, they're lateral. They're angular movement isn't as important like everything on the scooter is like straight like the wheels are like those things are pretty goddamn maneuverable though like if you watch some of those sections they can do some pretty cool turns it's just their sports so young that nobody has really explored it yet but yeah that was the main reason i ordered the scooter wheels there was two main reasons it was like the profile i was really excited just to try especially 100 millimeter to like think of how stable you're you have a like a rounded profile on your wheel and a really long base, I think it might be really interesting the way it would feel. Yeah. And the fact that the fucking cores of your wheels are made out of the same material as your frame. So you have metal spacers, metal spacers, (laughs) uh, metal bearings, metal bolts, metal cores, and a, and a metal frame. Holy shit. There's literally, and then the base of your skates is carbon. There's the only thing that's plastic on your skate is the cuff. Whoa! So, you're on some, you're on some manly machine shit. That is some manly machine shit. Super. Like your skates look like transformers. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Um, the only thing that Leon and I were talking about was uh, inline skating cores are really good at absorbing shock for your feet. Um, so they might feel like shittier on crappy pavement because of that core. But yeah. you think of you think of a, an aluminum <laughs> an aluminum core at the new park with an aluminum they might be really 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 fast yeah we'll, we'll find out we'll find out and then the crazy part is that those wheels were really fucking expensive that i bought and then there was that kid who rode for the shop who somehow like found our page he rode for like the scooter shop that i ordered the wheels from and he said the best scooter wheels are um they're a hundred dollars for two i think <laughs> So I would have to I would have to pay four hundred dollars to get a full setup. Um so your, there's this your frames would be four hundred, your wheels would be four hundred, your boot would be five or six hundred, your liner would be two hundred. And then your bearings like an extra hundred. Or wait. How much is the like a boot only CJ scale? Let's look that up. Probably like four. So where are we at? So we have aggressive. Um, four hundred dollar frames. Four hundred dollars worth. The good wheels are expensive though, like hydrogen up, wheels. I'll bring up the calculator here. Um, so we got four hundred for the frame. Four hundred for the wheels. Four hundred wheels. Two hundred for the liner. So we're at a thousand already. Yeah, I haven't even Shit. talked about the boot or the. We're bearings. not even in the boot yet. So I'm looking for a Seba CJ Wellsmore Pro Boot only four fifty nine American. So four fifty nine plus like what what kind of bearings the Seba rust proof. Want, but let's look Seba rust proof. Um. Seba rust proof 16 pack um oh they're on uh we're looking at around 80 canadian okay not bad not too bad so and that, then uh what are we what are we at then with we're that at setup? 1539 right now <laughs> <laughs> so you could you know you don't have to get scooter wheels but if you wanted to get like uh like rollerblade hydrogen, I think it's one ten for eight rollerblade. It's funny though. I, I wanted to talk about this actually. The I mean, okay, we 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 think about a fifteen hundred dollar skate and we're laughing. It's like it's crazy, you know. But for bikers to talk about like a fifteen hundred dollar bike, like that's not well, that's that's nothing. Very normal. Like most bikes, yeah. like normal mountain bikes, even BMX. You're looking at what, like two or three grand for for a bike like that. Well, and especially if even like skiing, skis are like seven, eight hundred bucks, right? Yeah. And then your boots yeah. are like another five hundred, and then you're paying for a and lift ticket. And then your ticket. bindings are like two or three hundred. Your bindings are two yeah, or three hundred. Bindings, and then so like that, and then you need a, a toque, you need gloves, you need your jacket, your snow pants, yeah. all that shit, like. A fifteen hundred dollar setup—that's pretty standard. That's like actually pretty cheap. Um, it's really like we've just it's, been okay. It's really with... a mentality thing. It's like what we're used to. 
you know, like yeah. different activities, they, they get used to a certain price. Like skateboarding is a super cheap activity and they're, they're used to like, you can get a pretty decent, I think complete setup for like a hundred bucks. Um, that's really cheap. If you're really into golf, like you're Holy looking shit. at, golf what are you looking so at for expensive. all your fucking clubs? Like a, a pass to the, to the golf course. Like people just accept that certain price. Cause that's what they're used to. It's hard in rollerblading cause, cause everyone's like conditioned to have like these certain prices for the shit. And then, but, but really like, you know, if they were more, if they were more used to paying twice that three times that, that would just be the normal standard. They would be used to that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of bit blading in the ass cause the, a lot of the products are just really low quality cause they're like, Oh, people don't want to pay more than 80 bucks for a frame. Well, you get what you pay for. Um, it's funny. That's only, that's aggressive though, because yeah, it speed really skaters is aggressive. and slalom skaters. And if a recreational really wants to use their skates a lot, people are more than okay with paying a decent amount of money. Speed yeah. skaters. Holy fuck. They, Speed skaters will pay like a fat. I don't know. If you're really into speed skating, you can get like a 3D um, model of your foot made and then a laser. I don't even know. You can get crazy yeah, shit, shit made. Even speed like, skating. like and figure wheels, skates. Like, aren't figure skates like really expensive to get them yeah. like custom yeah, yeah. molded to their foot and everything? Like figure skaters yeah. will pay like $1,500 for a blade, like a really precisely carved blade or whatever. Like it's just it's all it's all perception. It has not, it really has nothing skate. to do with like value or or it's all just what people are used to. The Igor skate, isn't it like eight or nine hundred bucks? I think so, yeah. And that's because it's all like it's pricey shit that that skate's made out of. Um but slalom like the only that, that skate has to be that price and they know that slalom skater like slalom skaters are intense they practice all the time yeah they're probably really picky about their equipment yeah constantly tinkering with stuff and trying different stuff and it's funny that like aggressive <laughs> like even for the liner it's like um 200 bucks especially if you're gonna get like five or six years like you could make an it's intuition really liner last for a long bad. time and then it's crazy that people were so up in arms like okay, it was it's a uh, good liner. Like <laughs> you could, don't buy it. We, we deserve better. We yes. deserve people. Yeah, and, we do and deserve you better. Don't you definitely do not have to buy it. Blade Trade Outpost is like you can buy a used aggressive setup for so cheap. Like there are so many used aggressive skates out there to buy. Oh yeah. And like there's so, there's old Solomons that you can buy. You don't you don't have to buy anything new. It's it's exciting to know that like um, that even when things are expensive in any industry that there is always there are a percentage of people who are willing to try the best shit it for anything. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. really important. Oh yeah, it's funny with phones. Hey, how like like how much is a is like a new iPhone six? Isn't it like six or seven hundred dollars now? And it's yeah, really normal so. for lots of people to just drop that cash. Yeah. I guess for what it is, I guess like in their mind, they're like, 
it's the craziest piece of technology that you could own. So people want to stay up on their shit, but I don't know. Phones are, you don't have to have the best one that I, I brought up that, that argument. And I guess it is funny that people will spend so much money on everything else, but skating. Yeah. It's just not that they, it's what not that they won't, to. but it's just, it's just the standard. Yeah. It is yeah. just the standard. It's weird because even for me, growing up i wasn't as picky i was picky and always experimenting with skate hardware but i remember even like wheels for the longest time i just skated like whatever you could get like remember we would just buy you could buy kryptonics at sport mart i think like 55 mil 88a like kind of cirque du soleil era we would just buy like kryptonics from sport mart i think remember yeah. those ones yeah i remember that like, yeah. I don't remember being like super particular about wheels. I remember like no. physics were obviously we got those because they felt really good. Yeah. Rems, like the boot, we were, we skated rems because they felt awesome for, um, like style wise, they felt different than other skates. But I remember like wheels. I didn't really care as long as like the bearings were fairly good and the wheels were decent enough. But then it was like the older I got, stock wheels almost got like shittier. If that makes any sense, like stock wheels actually used to be good. I think stuff just got shittier as the years went on and our maybe it was a combination of stuff getting shittier and, and us getting smarter and thinking about it a little bit more. Yeah. When you're, when you're young, you do just totally accept what you're given. You don't think about it as much. Once you have more time, once you've experienced so many different products like you you understand how a good product can really enhance your session so when you have shit it really it's hard to ignore it it's hard to ignore shitty products if you had to uh put your liner your old liner in your skate right now oh man oh well the 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 stock seba liner isn't isn't that bad but I pro I would be very disappointed, very disappointed. You could I make it work. I yeah I could make it work, but I would be yeah the intuition liner is is a game changer for sure. Think about if you would have had that liner in the carbon skates for mushroom blading too. Your feet probably wouldn't have been as sore, hey? Or was it just those boots were too small? The the in, the intuition liner would have probably saved saved the day. Because you had to like take them off how often on that trip well skating was horrible i i could only skate for like a half hour at a time and it just was so painful because my foot it's so funny that my foot was just like you cared that much you were just tort like you were putting yourself through torture but you really still wanted to skate and be on the trip but you did have the option to just not skate i did but yeah i had to It's like my foot was just jamming against carbon, against against straight carbon while I was skating. And I had a really sensitive bunion on the side of my foot that just hurt so much. Skating was just so painful. Fuck. <laughs> but I had to Think come of... through. <laughs> you did. You definitely did. 
Think about if you had to do that again, though. I don't. Oh. I think now that you've you've felt comfort, I don't know if you would even bother. I don't know if it'd be worth. Like, it's. I just don't even know if it's worth it to have a skate that hurts at this point. Well, was once, it Jason yeah. Marshall who was like? He he said that same thing. He's like, if you're working all week and you only get a little bit of time to skate maybe once or twice a week. He's like, if your skates suck, like if they don't feel good and they're uncomfortable. So I think because he was talking about he he bought, and it also like if, if you have a little bit of extra money to try to, he, I think because he had a decent job, he was talking about how he was trying different skates and he was more picky. And that's good though. It is, yeah. It's good to know that like you 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 want something that you're going to be excited to use. That's the best feeling when there's like something oh, that you look yeah. forward to using. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was talking s- about, he tried make you really want to skate. Like if you have a really good pair of skates, you want to skate all the time. <clears throat> if you're like in a skate crisis, you're not, you're oh. not really sure about your shit. Skating isn't as appealing. Cause it's like, yeah, I could go skate. I don't know how fun it's going to be. My feet might hurt. You know, but when you know your shit is like solid and fast and comfortable, you're like, yeah, I just want to skate like all the time. And it, it that's what I'm saying right now. That's what I'm saying. Makes all the difference. <sighs> that's why I got up and I tried to go to the skate park first thing. And that's what I'm <laughs> hopefully going to try again tomorrow. I, I went through, I think. I've had way worse skate crises than you, not because of the skates not feeling good, but just because of options. I'll overthink like, hey, maybe that skate that I haven't tried, it's going to be the best skate, and it never fucking is. (laughs) I went through the worst one in Vancouver. Like, you just have to learn to stick to what has worked in the past for some things. Like, what was your one in Vancouver? Um, Shadow fucked me all up to start with and then the um, how, how OS so? um it was obviously the first shadows that came out they were made by Solomon yeah really so good you couldn't you couldn't get Solomon's anymore but it was a Solomon produced product yeah and you watch Dustin Latimer skating them which he could have skated in anything and made them look good but the, the first so, shadows were really good Those they were really Latimer's. good but for the way that I was skating and the way that I wanted to skate, I didn't skate. I skated differently in shadows. Like if I was in REMS, I skated a lot more how I wanted to skate at that time. Whereas when I skated shadows, I, I had to skate the way the skate wanted me to. If that, I don't know. I skated a lot different. So then the OS They're pretty one imposing. Shadows are a very they, imposing skate. Re- yeah, they really are. They're, they're not... Um, honestly, Todd... I can't see them lasting. In in the I can't see world? them. <clears throat> yeah, I can't see them being a standard thing in five or ten years. I just think like a simple. But there's so many people that are like diehard shadow people. But are they just it. slowly being like moved on to other things? They'll get over it. Do you prefer Sean Kelso in Shadows or Majestic 12s? Uh, Majestic 12s. So, there you go. Would you like to see a Chris Farmer section in Majestic 12s? That'd be sweet. Just to see where that 
would take this game. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's oh, kind yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah. We're, like a bench wob section in. I just there's something about Jada where I think like I can't see it lasting. Anyways, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but there's people who don't skate shadows anymore who are doing just fine. <laughs> in fact, they might be doing better yeah. than. They oh yeah, were. even if you think of Rubeski skating in uh, in those carbons. Oh yeah, like when he first yeah. made that edit in those carbons, so sick. Oh yeah, the one at the indoor. Yeah. In Regina. Yeah. That was a really good edit, man. Because yeah. it was um, it was getting to watch someone in a really, really, really light, responsive pair of skates. Yeah. That's what it like. Wasn't he doing like those fast slide things and everything? A lot of really and quick. In his, that was and the his first. style was just way more, uh, more natural looking. There's in the, in the shadows. You can really tell like the, 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 uh, the cast, the foot cast thing is really apparent. Where they just hold your foot yeah, in such the, a imposing position. It's the foot cast and and the something about the frame alignment and the way the way the materials like when you watch people skating in them, like if you watch people try and skate full speed in that skate, there's something about it that you they don't work well for like actually skating. If that makes any sense for like striding, there's something really awkward about them. And there's something about like, because your foot isn't clamped down and it doesn't feel as much that there's one piece attached to your foot. There's something about like the material, there's like power lost or energy lost or something like that. And that's where I've always explained them. It's, it's like you're controlling two, you're like strapped into two ping pong baths paddle with wheels on the bottom if that makes any sense that's how they yeah. feel kind of and that's yeah. not a bad thing but i just think that anyways <laughs> that i went from shadow to remember when the rems os1 picture like first came out and they oh looked yeah <laughs> so amazing like they looked the, the way that they felt in your head was they would have like skated so, so good good and uh it was me and Brian and Leon. We all got them. <laughs> and we were skating Camby and everyone was complaining about foot pain. And I think I tried to like change some things on them, but Leon and Brian and after that first session didn't skate them again, I'm pretty sure. Like that was it was the liner was like someone stitched together some like cardboard and put like <laughs> newspaper inside of it for the liner. <laughs> like it was, it was the, one of the lowest <laughs> quality. Oh God. It was, so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> but because they were rollerblades, we had to try and convince ourselves <laughs> to get oh, used to it. No. 
<laughs> like maybe we, maybe you just have to break them in. <laughs> just give maybe it a couple weeks. To, maybe you just have to get used to the skate. Yo. But like. <laughs> oh my god. Like I don't even think there was a shoe. Like even the lowest quality shoe or boot that you could buy, even in like a foreign country, would have been more comfortable than the liner on those skates. And then, oh no, because of the frame alignment, there was just like this very specific blister. It was, it's bad. It was really bad. It was bad. Were that those... was uh, that was the first time I saw, like. Everybody agreed that 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 like if you skate a skate once and you don't skate it again, like it's th- that it was that bad. Whoa! Like, like they must have had an option for the lowest like price possible liner from the China factory. I would love to see like how much that liner actually cost to produce. Because it's the just skate, a liner, the, it's not important. Just throw in some foam. Oh man. There's a lot of bad liners. Oh, man. People don't... Yeah. And it was... um, The whole idea of that skate was... um, It was an idea that Kato had for a kid's skate, but then Frankie thought the design might be interesting for a pro skate, and then that's when the Frankie Morales pro skate wasn't an actual REMS. It was like that open shell mold or the open shell idea, and then it was... So the OS one was like the lower end version and it was really cheap too because for kato to uh he just had to get the mold produced um so there was no actual like because he didn't have to attach a liner to it and you just needed a cuff and the mold and then a really low-end liner like it must have been so fucking cheap to produce that skate and it was cheap to buy but then (laughs) and that was another thing a lot of people bought it because it was so cheap yeah, because it seemed like a really good idea. Like, yeah, um, no skin on the rims, uh, no like expensive because the rims liners were, I think, expensive to produce, and the skates were expensive to produce because there were so many components. They were a little bit more complicated, so it was a good idea. Man, does anyone even bad. like? It seems like not many people skate rims anymore. I think a lot of people um, tried the nils that hadn't. But I'm seeing more of them pop up on Blade Trade Outpost, like people who bought them and maybe didn't like them. So really, like a specific style of skate that um, that's might, especially if you haven't skated them in a long time, they're they would be really weird to use. Like I'm really I, I'm I'm expecting them to to go under. Oh, I hope not. It would be cool if, uh, man, in some alternate universe, I wish that when he was shopping around on like who to work with, it would have been amazing if K2 would have been the backer. And then if K2 didn't make, if, if Rems was just like they're aggressive, but I don't think, I think he has such a good deal with, um, with sunshine for distribution and everything that he can probably just keep his runs really small. Because he's been around for so long. I can't see it going under because of that, but I don't know. Who knows? And you never know, like, the Nils skate could do amazing in Europe and then bankroll enough for the next model. 
Right. Yeah. It's crazy to think, like how happy like has just been with that company for forever, forever. I'm sure like that it would be silly. Like after a nil skate, like a, a new halfy skate would be interesting. Even if he never gets a pro skate ever again, just like a, like a final halfy skate or something. Who knows? Who knows? The, the thing about this whole thing is like, how fucking amazing would it be to actually get <laughs> the numbers? Yeah, that would be great. Sales. Public, public domain That'd information. Be and we can all finally have a really in-depth discussion about those goddamn fucking numbers because it would put so much into perspective about everything that we've ever talked about. Yeah. Like, what does a, what does a company? Wh- why would they not want to share those numbers? Because there's competition still, <clears throat> and because there must be money to be made. <laughs> well, still, of course, somehow, of course, yeah, of course, they're making something. But I guess, like, it's weird to like a comp- companies usually don't release their <clears throat> their like revenue it would be really interesting if if role-biting companies went public like the way that corporations go public and then people can buy stock into the companies but if it was like a really ghetto role-biting version of of like a like a stock market where people could invest (laughs) in like certain companies it would actually be really interesting because because then companies could get a little bit more capital um, and it would be like micro payments. It would be like Bitcoin. It'd be like, you could, you could give like two cents to different skate companies, but it might add up over like a thousand people, a couple thousand people. That would be fun. It would be interesting. And then, and then if you, if you bought into certain companies, they would give you the numbers, like they would give you all like a spreadsheet of how they were doing. And then you could wake up every morning and like, see like, Oh, sick. Like Seba's up to two cents. I made like what? five bucks today or something. That would be so fun. <laughs> yeah. That would be the, so fun. The blading stock market. Oh, I want to do that. Someone should just make that game like a, like a virtual blading stock market game. I guess it wouldn't be as fun as the real thing. How many skates do you think? Okay. So, Frankie Morales just had a pro skate with, um, oh, oh, and this is, this is funny. You, you know, on Instagram, there was like, uh, that notice on Instagram where it's like your, your followers may change Yeah. because we're deleting spam accounts. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know if this is true. Apparently Frankie Morales's account went down like 50,000 followers, like from 60,000 something to like 13,000. <laughs> It was just like all spam accounts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was true or not, but it, that's so funny to think of like when, you know, you look at people's account. Like I remember looking at Frankie Morales's account like, wow, he's going to sell so many pro skates. He has, he has 60,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> at least five of those people are going to buy a skate, maybe yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, like how many people bought that skate? How many people bought Frankie's I got, 
skate. Yeah, I don't know that. And that, that what I was going to ask you was how many do you think got produced? How many how many pairs of those skates do you think got produced? These are interesting questions. I would love to have the spreadsheet <laughs> right in front of me. I would love to look like at this like how many got sold in the different countries. That'd be great. But if if I had to s- speculate, like maybe they sold a few in Europe. Like there's some weirdos in Europe that might be like, yeah, I want the Frankie skate. But I don't, did they sell a single pair in North America? <laughs> I would like to know that. I would be surprised if one person bought them. Let's see. Let's look at, um, it would be amazing to, how many, okay, so how many shops in North America do you think carry the Frankie skate? 10? Yeah, maybe 10. That's so crazy that that's the number. Okay, so USD, Frankie, it's it's a carbon, it's a Frankie Morales 2 carbon complete skate. It's pricey too. It's 439 comes with the clear. Amol has them of course, in almost Amol. all sizes. So is, is Amol, do, do they only sell aggressive products? Because they're yes. called aggressive mall. Yes. So they don't sell like rec skates. No. They don't. That's like which. It's like a golf I don't, store. That would be... It's like a golf store that only sells like putting tees or putting, putting, uh, golf clubs. I wonder. It'd be weird because they, well, they don't have that because they're aggressive mall. They don't have the option of like, oh, are you good? I'm good. I was just smelling my fart. <laughs> they, they don't have the option as a, what their brand is to like, if they just started to carry Rex Gates all of a sudden, they're the people who like to support them. I, I don't think they would be happy. <laughs> because we all know that story oh my god are we still doing that is that still going on i think have we not learned i think to some people's credit that when they say i think the whole power blading thing was more about power slide trying to brand a bigger wheel setups. I think that's where some of the like the the jokes and the and the hatred comes from. I think I can understand that, but I I also do think that power blading gets branched in with big wheel skating. It's it's all confusing, but um it is funny. It is it's really it's really funny that like uh 10 now it's now it's 72s I think are mostly acceptable but now 80s and above are not (laughs) man it's a it's a weird clusterfuck of a culture yeah it really is i on the frank podcast near the end i was talking about like that that skating like trick skating it's kind of presenting itself right now that it is going to be split in two and it's not going to be good. That aggressive 
might always be niche, but this like, like the Tim Hortons was a really good example. Like some of the skating in that would be so awesome if it was a if it was integrated and aggressive, but it's not going to happen. Like, yeah, that is a bad thing. Street skating is and and like skating a P rail and doing grinds and going to the park and skating coping is always going to be that. And Frank's really good at like kind of stating that the whole idea of like canonical tricks and, and things that will never be accepted. There will just always be the standard style of skating. Right. I think he's right about that, but I was just saying, I wish that it wasn't split like that. Um, Well, yeah, in general, it's, all the splits in skating are a bad thing. The more that it can all be integrated into one, uh, the better. Like if, then, if aggressive skaters took more like slalom type skills and integrated them into their skating, it would just make it all more, more interesting and more possibilities. Then he said like the most important thing though, he's like, he's like, it is going to happen, but where, certain things are going to be accepted. He's like, it's just going to be really fucking slowly. He right. said, it's o- it's going to be over a very long period of time. Yeah. Like he, he's just said things don't happen right away. Like you can't just, it's not like, uh, like one little footwork thing that Colin did in Tim Hortons can't just be like all of a sudden integrated into aggressive skating. And it becomes a normal trick that we have a name for that. Right. It's a slow yeah process yeah which is understandable yeah uh, so the, the i think those two things it is going to be separate for quite some time and also the pendulum swinging two bigger wheels and and the split is probably a good thing i don't know because it might force people to be really innovative in their own little directions that they take things in yeah should be more open source inline skating It's it's interesting to see where it's going to go. Who knows? Because, like, trick names alone, like, we have weird trick names for things that we do. That that it's like, we have a little bit of a language for some weird tricks that we do, but we haven't, like, put them out into the world. Like, how we want to do more how-tos with the weird trick names. Yeah. That whole thing, like... Like even Leon and, and Colin are starting to name like some footwork things that might become normal trick names to us, but they're not going to be to other people. But it would be cool to see like that stuff. We have the Internet. We can like maybe yeah. start. the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, yeah, it would be good to 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 name a lot of the more of the stuff that we do or get the names out there, because once there's a language for it then people can, uh, then like when, when there's a word for something, then people understand it more. They can like label it. Humans need to label things or else they're they're not going to just start doing a movement. It's got to have like a, it's got to be called something and then people can say it and then do it. (laughs) It's funny to think of that's how, like, that's part of our, like, uh, why it was so weird to make the transition, like why you would feel that aggressive skate withdrawal period and things like that is because you don't even have language to grab onto. 
Yeah. You're, you're giving you, up. It's nice to have structure. the language to grab onto. Yeah. It's familiar, like to be able to watch videos or, or like you would see a new video and how, like how the fuck did we find out that rough grinds were called rough grinds? That's a did good question. Did we know that? Like, bef- it's so weird to think like you would watch elements and then you saw Latimer do rough grinds for the first time. How did, how the hell did we know? It's a good question. Was it from a magazine or a video or it like... must have been I, I, our education, I think, for the most part was magazines and videos. So maybe we had to like and then the once magazine. in a while, like we would go to like cat like the comp in Vancouver and meet other people and they would have words. You would learn certain words at those comps that you didn't otherwise know, like from actual people, like they would uh, call stuff things. Yeah, like, like One Nation came out and everybody was doing Fast Plant Macchio. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, like, that was... And then you just don't see Fast Plant Macchio. <laughs> no. Like, when was the last time you did it or saw someone do it? Yeah. I haven't seen a Fast Plant That's Macchio a for a while. Trick. It's a really sick trick. Damn. And it would actually be pretty sweet in bigger wheels because would. you would kind of stick on the Fast oh, Plant. Oh, damn. You could stall it out. Yeah. Why are we so uncreative? It's like all this stuff is available to like take ideas from fast plants. Hey, they're just not. Wait, I did a fast plant macchio in uh, in our last box edit. I did a shuffle fast plant macchio. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> you still got that one nation shit right. built in. <laughs> and who was it? Um. Jason Marshall, there was a really good one in like an old school video. Or never mind, no, I'm just thinking about how he did the Macchio to Fakey that you would always do at Riverside. Yeah. To the Sublime song. Future of (laughs) He also, there was that Sublime Oh, no, 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 yeah, not Future of Rollblading. He did it in VG4. Yeah, where it was like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's like a really, really pronounced (laughs) Macchio to Fakey the way that he did it. It was weird at the time to see someone come out of a Macchio that way, like the in-spin way. That's what was so like unique about it because people always came out the other way back then. That's another, like the 18 plus kind of brings skating back to some of that stuff too, that like you could Macchio a parking block to fakey the way that Jason Marshall did in VG4. It brings skating back to those simple but fun movements. Totally. Yeah. Cause a lot of us, a lot of the stuff growing up were like grinds weren't, didn't have to be that long. They no. just had to be stylish. Yeah. And the positioning had to be cool. Yeah. Oh man. I love, um, someone did like a wall. Was it Colin Kelso? He like hits a curb bump and wall rides a wall and then lands in front side to yeah, 270 did, out. Did like fast plant wall ride to front side really good love and that then trick. there's this uh one that's really hard to explain because you can't tell like what the spot was but kelso like r- it was like this this banked circular thing and he like rode around it a yeah. little bit he did like a grind and rode around it and then sold i love that it, he was like skating a micro spot like it was a skate park yeah and the filming a couple was of them did lines there the filming in that video was incredible yeah 
Lots of fisheye. Really good fisheye work. Yeah, well-executed fisheye because yeah. that can be a disaster. A lot of that micro-skating, you, you don't feel it as much like long shot. The fisheye like helps you really have that like ant-side perspective of, of the, the intricacies and you can feel it too. Some of that stuff you can like, you can, you know what some of those things would have felt like it, like it really makes you want to wax the fuck out of a parking block and like set it on a curb. So it's kind of like pointing downward and just do like a really nice quick backslide or something. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> um, shit. do you think we should wrap? We're at two hours. Yeah. I think that's good. That is good. Yeah, well, that was a good combo. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for stepping in. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Hopefully, I that Brian Cran's podcast happens at some yeah. point. Um, and I might try and do one with K Dirty tomorrow. Oh, I don't know shit. if you're available. Uh, like we'll tomorrow night. Yeah, I think so. Might try. Sweet. Uh, maybe. Either way, one. This is podcast one ninety five. I think we're gonna That's... we're gonna be able to hit two hundred before the new year because I have eleven days off coming up, so I'm gonna podcast more for sure. Damn. Um, but on that note, and uh, um, yeah, we'll get Keaton doing uh, like uh, assistance on coordinating. Yeah, those, the next we'll, podcast. We'll bring him on board. Give yeah. him some of that skateboarding money. It'll be exciting. I always wonder, like, in the last two hours, if that either he's deleted his comments or that's escalated into something a lot more. I would love to get him on the podcast. I really want to get someone who really doesn't like us on here and just, like, really honestly talks about how we make them feel like really bad or, or whatever. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh. oh, there's a new, there's a new comment. What did he write? Uh, uh, Frank wrote a big thing that I haven't read yet. And then there's just, sorry, Frank, love you, but they are shit. No, Joey and Todd are not bladers. Get the fuck out. <laughs> wow harsh yeah. words it's a weekend sometimes people have to be careful like if there's alcohol or, or drugs involved and you can just post things you never know wow yeah but it, yeah you should get him on you should I message should. him yeah keaton <laughs> come on okay on okay. that note have a good night yeah you too and get the fuck out get the fuck out <laughs>